1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. Josh and Jelly. and we have to tell you about Dr. Busby and Toegrips.com. That is Toegrips.com with our friend Dr. Busby. And uh, she'll get your pups taken care of with the great Encore Mobility Supplement, uh, which Luther takes every morning. He'll be chomping on those when he's at daycare for the uh, weekend when we're in uh, Florida. But I'll tell you this now. I'll tell you this. Luther's life has changed because of that. And it's awesome. And I'm glad that he has it. But it's not just the Encore Mobility that you find at toegrips.com. I mean, you've got the toe grips, obviously. You have got the, uh, I mean, the blog, the Dr. Busby blog is legendary. It is second to none. If you have a question, dog related, animal related, Dr. Busby more than likely has an answer. So, and, and really, it's I mean, go to the website, Togrips.com. but if you Google an issue with your dog, say, like, why is my dog licking his grundle so much? Maybe grundle wouldn't be the right choice of words, but you get my point. I'll tell you what will happen. You're going to probably, within the first handful of, of sites that pop up, probably going to be Dr. Busby's website because Dr. Busby is the best and Dr. Busby has all the answers. So, if I were you, I'd go to toegrips.com that is toegrips.com and use the promo code luther that is l u t h e r if you make a purchase there if you do, uh you'll be in good shape because Dr. Busby will knock 10% off. That's right, 10% off. Uh, at toegrips.com if you use the promo code LUTHER, that is L-U-T-H-E-R LUTHER, L-U-T-H-E-R with Dr. Busby and toegrips.com and you're not going to have to worry about a bunch of terrible ads popping up and everything else. It's just a nice experience. toegrips.com that is towgrips.com and Dr. Busby. This is the Josh his Show. Well, howdy, everybody, and welcome in Josh and Jillian Luther on this Thursday. And my God, it's a brutal Thursday. Is this the hottest day we've had here?
0: It might be. I don't know. See, next week, it's supposed to be actually like a high of 104. Ooh. But not as humid, I guess. Because currently, our heat index is like 110. It was hotter here than in Houston yesterday, which is crazy. Jeez. No, this whole week has been terrible. It
1: is oppressively hot. Every, and that's everywhere. Like, you know, I'm on the radio in Detroit. And apparently the weather is brutal in Detroit. Like, uh, you know, this week it's been near 100. And then with the heat index, it got into the 105 range. It is just too damn hot. It's too hot to do anything. Yeah, it's really like, boring. We are literally just sitting here. In our underwear. Both of us are sitting in our me undies. Yep,
0: there's nothing else to do. And,
1: I mean, you just sit here and you try not to die from the heat.
0: But see, like, for example, like, I know Chicago got really hot yesterday. And then today it's like 92 there. But then, like, the rest of the week, it's, like, 80, 72, 86. Like, I just feel like here it's been five days in a row of this nonsense.
1: Yeah, it sucks. And
0: I know our Houston people are like, shut up. But really, I don't recall it being this hot in Houston. And
1: the thing is, I grew up in this shit, right? Like, I grew up in Louisiana. So you'd wake up at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday in July. And you walk outside and you walk into just a curtain of of humidity. It sucks. Like, it's not like I haven't experienced this before or lived this life before. But, like... I don't want to live this life. This I don't is, like you, it. This
0: is hotter than it's been. Like we spent a lot of time in Houston. I do not remember it ever being like this hot, this long, this humid. <sighs> currently in Houston, it's ninety five, but feels like one hundred one. And here in Old Hickory, it's currently ninety seven and feels like one hundred eight.
1: Feels like one hundred eight.
0: Yep, we're on day. F- I mean,
1: it four feels like one million. And I know it sounds like we're bitching. And again, there's a lot of places that's hot. It's not like it's the first time we've ever been hot before. No. Nope, but it's
0: just abnormally hot.
1: I don't like it. For a very long time. I'm not here for this shit. I did not sign up for this. this like, is even not, Luther's uh,
0: daycare is like, keep your dogs at home, keep them in the air conditioning, don't bring them to daycare. <laughs> it's too hot. to. You can't do anything.
1: Oh, shit. <sighs> but here we are, kiddos. Uh, it's. um, I. I, I <sighs> Fucking heat, man. It's all, I, it's all I got. Like, my mind is fried.
0: Well, because fr- it's really hot in this room, too. Because, again, our house isn't very well insulated, I guess. Is that the word? I
1: think that would be the right so word. So when it's
0: cold out, it's cold in here. And when it's hot out, it is hot in here.
1: Yeah, it's a hot room.
0: I've got the air set to 74 because I can't just put it on, like, 70 because it would blow constantly. And then we'd blow out the air conditioning. Yeah. And even on 74, it's been on pretty much all day.
1: Yeah. What a... What a world. What a wild world. But
0: Luther's really bored. He can't go on any walks.
1: I mean, he's a big fluff ball, so he's going to walk five feet and then be like, nope, I'm out, and then my ass has to pick him well, up. no,
0: that, I mean, his, his paws are going to burn the second he touches the concrete. Well,
1: I mean, all, all of the above. All of the above issues would be an issue.
0: Yeah, he's he's pretty bored.
1: Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? And I, I don't know. what. We, there's really not much we can do. He tried
0: to play with him in the house, but he's kind of a, he doesn't really do that anymore.
1: Yeah. But anyway, you know, I had an experience today. Uh, I was at the gym. Second time this week I've been to the gym, by the way. So Look
0: at you. You're back. Uh, I'm
1: not trying to brag, but it is the second time I've been to the gym this week. You going tomorrow? Yep. That's the plan. Then, of course, I'm not going to go Monday or Tuesday. We're out of town. Uh, but I'll get back at it Wednesday, and then hopefully that kind of jump starts going. You know, I get it. I'm fat. It is what it is, but I'm trying to do better. So, uh, and I say I try to do better. I just ate a piece of cake uh, here at lunch. And uh, so maybe I'm not doing better, but at least I went to the gym today. So so I'm doing that two out of three days. And I'm telling you, like, once I get into it full throttle, full force, I'm going to feel pretty good. Like, and I do it. Like, there's a book that I was. almost bought or there's like a, i forgot who wrote it it's an older book i think but basically you it takes 21 days to complete there 20 or 21 days to completely change a habit so like if i get going for a couple weeks to the gym i'll go for a couple years or I'll, I'll go but once you stop going for a little bit it's hard to jump start it again and that's what it's been like for me with going to the gym but like i enjoy it when i'm there the yeah, people are were, cool
0: i mean you were on a big stretch there for a while where you were going almost five days a week and, and i again. lost weight
1: and i looked decent relative to what i look now mm-hmm. Life wasn't too terrible. Yeah,
0: you felt better. And then Christmas happened. And here we are six months later. And you're still trying to get back to going to the gym.
1: Christmas gave me the pipe is what happened. Like the second Christmas rolled around, it was like, you know what? Dunzo. I'm not going in. with drinking shit. Because remember, I wasn't drinking a lot of beer at that point either. I was drinking seltzers and like mixed drinks yep. and stuff.
0: And now you don't even like seltzers anymore. No. Nope. So I don't know what you're going to do. And
1: now I just started pounding beers around Christmas. And that was damn near seven months ago. And I have not stopped pounding beers since then. But anyway, I was at the gym today. And, um you know I, I always question like this idea this notion that like Republicans don't want kids reading books they want to ban gu- they want to ban books but keep the guns. And I'm like, well that's that's hogwash that's fooey is what that is. Oh,
0: it's true. but
1: I was sitting there in the uh, I was in the gym and I was tying my shoes getting ready to go and there was this uh this portly lady and she was um. She was uh, in the middle of her workout, and she was talking with somebody else in there, and they were talking about school, I guess. And this woman started going off on a book. She's like, my kids have to read this book, and it's about a man that's obsessed with another man, and then there's suicide in it. They were talking about the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, which like if that's what you take away from that book, which is, oh, there's a dude that's infatuated with the beauty of another man and you're taking it down the road of like, well, you know what it is? It's because he's gay and we know we ain't trying to teach our kids to be no homosexuals around here. Like if that's what you take from the portrait of Dorian Gray, like I I think we might be fucked as a people we might be fucked because yes there are a lot of dipshit teachers out here trying to make it about themselves and get TikTok famous right like their whole shtick is um, you know, going on there and trying to instigate and say why can't I tell my kids in my class about my two sided dildo or read to them from you know penthouse forum gay edition and you're like well that's probably not acceptable and these ladies are like well then these people just can't handle it and I'm gonna wave my pride flag Like, like there's a shit ton of instigators in there. No question. There's some teachers that fucking suck. And there's a lot of their stuff that's on that libs of TikTok that you go, holy shit, homeschool your kids. That said, these right-wing people aren't making shit much better when like they're like basically because they hate Joe Biden and they hate the liberals so much, they're basically telling books to go fuck themselves is essentially what it is. Cause there is nothing wrong with the picture of Dorian Gray. And the other book that this woman started talking about was Lord of the flies. She's like, yeah, I don't know but I was a little uncomfortable with that. I'm like, ma'am, you probably weren't uh, uncomfortable with the insurrection. This book is basically about an insurrection. You should be fine. Like you should fauna. Just imagine that they're rebelling against the liberals. There you go. Like, it's just amazing to me. Like I was sitting there and I wanted to say something, you know, those moments when you're like, you know what? I want to jump in and be like, well, ma'am, I read the picture of Dorian Gray probably in sixth grade maybe. And I read Lord of the Flies and I'm a highly successful individual. And outside of trying to, you know, watch my dad and stepmom fuck on a videotape, I'm a fairly well-rounded individual. That's not some sort of sexual deviant who decided one day that I read the portrait of Dorian Gray. And now I want to fuck dudes. It didn't turn me gay. I'm totally fine. Everything's cool here. I'm not completely weird, you know? So like, I wanted to say that, like, ma'am, I don't know how old your kid is, but if your kid's into dudes, he's probably going to stay into dudes if he reads that book. If he's into chicks, he's going to stay into chicks. He's not going to read the picture of Dorian Gray and go, you know what sounds tasty right now? Cock. I'd love to have some cock. That's not how it's going to go. But these people are, I mean, we know that both sides are really fucking nuts. We talk about that a lot. Um, And every day there's one person that'll message me and say that I'm a hardcore liberal. The next day it'll be someone that tells me I'm a wacko Trumper. But... And I get being, like, you want to be kind of cautious about some books. Like, I've seen some of the pictures they show of, like, weird stuff that's in some of these books, and I get it, right? But, like, these people are really kind of batshit. Well, everyone is. Yes, but we're talking like you did you have to read the picture of Dorian Gray? I don't know. It was the one where like the guy makes the does the painting of him and then the, it's it's basically about vanity is what Dorian Gray is about. But I remember that one, Lord of the Flies, I remember. Yeah. You know, we read uh, we had a very um a very detailed book about the Holocaust that was written by someone who survived the Holocaust. And I forgot what the book was. But it was a really good book. And I think my teacher even brought the guy that wrote it in, a Holocaust survivor. I mean, there's some pretty graphic details in there, but I think you kind of need those to a degree. And I think we were like in seventh or eighth grade, might have been high school even. I think, you know what, I take it back. I think we were in high school, probably ninth grade when we read that and there was some pretty dark shit in there like you know that they would boil potatoes and stick them in the ladies vaginas and close their legs like shit like that and i remember going holy shit that's fucked up but when fucked up shit happens it's kind of important to get to all the details about the fucked up shit that happened and not sugarcoat it right right and and i don't see anything wrong with that as long as you're not being salacious it kind of goes to when stern back when stern had testicles uh, when Stern used to fight the FCC, they would come back at him when he'd say, well, what's wrong with me saying something about boobs or dicks or whatever? But then Jenny Jones or Ricky Lake goes on TV and it's totally fine for them to say the same shit. And they would say, well, that's educational. They're saying that. They're not being titillating. They're not being salacious. You are. you got a guy playing the piano with his dick. You're being salacious. And I would agree with Stern that that's bullshit, that there's a double standard there. But if we operate in the, in the universe of... These, uh, you know, we're like, there's something that kids need to learn and something. I'm not against that. You know, like at some point you've got to take your bullshit that you have against the liberals or the liberals have against the conservatives and just stop trying to like basically your dick measuring all the time. And what you're, you're ending up with is you look stupid. Cause I think we would all agree that I lean towards. I wouldn't even say conservatism, but I lean towards more of the right-wing side of things in the sense that I'm tired of people canceling shit, you know, basically in that. Politically, I'd say, you know, socially, I'd probably fall more in line with some liberal stuff, and that's fine. But we're at a point now where, like, I think that the, some of these right-wing people, some of them are just stupid that I'm dealing with, Then I'm just specifically looking at these Republican people in this, and this lady at the gym is the example. But they're so stupid that they get so caught up in the Fox News bullshit, and they start watching it, and before you know it, they're trying to cancel shit just because they think the liberals like it. So do
0: you now believe that uh, documentary about the lady's grandma who was brainwashed by Fox News? It was her dad. Or her dad, yeah. Yeah, or...
1: her dad was. Oh, I'm not... I'm not dis- Disputing that the shit can mess with you. I don't believe that Fox News should get, you know, like this woman spun that documentary like her dad was a totally normal human being and then started watching Fox News and became a wacko. Like your dad, here's what happened to your dad. He got old. You know what happens to most old people? They become conservative Fox News watching wackos. That's kind of how it goes. Like there's there's a point where you're normal, normal, normal. You're kind of free thinking. Then one day you hit a certain age and you're sitting on your couch with four other old people and you're trying to get... Greta Van Susteren's age and you're watching shit and listening to a police scanner like there's a certain age you hit that that just happens and I don't blame Fox News for that but what happens is you start to get these people that want to fight the other side just because it's the other side and they're doing it like they're, they're doing all the shit about the drag queens and we're fighting the drag queens and the gay stuff and the dicks flopping at the pride parade and they're fighting all that which is all well and good but then, when you start like questioning books, and you're only doing it because you think it's gonna, you know, fuck with the liberals, then you're pretty fucked up. And I say this as someone who, as a uh, as a uh, a fifth grader, I read at an eighth grade level. Not trying to brag. Oh, I won a medal, and I want I actually won a trophy for it. I was the top accelerated reader. At Broadmoor Elementary School, I was in fifth grade, and I was reading books on an eighth and ninth grade level. They'd say, you sure you can handle this? I said, librarian lady, give me that shit. What
0: did your dad say about Uh, this? Did he come to the
1: ceremony? I don't know if I actually had a ceremony or not, but my guess is he would not have. I don't think my dad cared that I knew how to read at a higher level than other people. But I was reading mostly uh, biographies. So I would go in and say, hey, like I read an Ali biography. I read a, a Bill Cosby autobiography. or It actually wasn't an autobiography. It was just a biography. But I read those, and, and I read at a very high level. So I feel like I can speak to this. Like, I think a lot of these people, because they think the liberals are like the pro-reading the dirty books – they're going to do everything they can to make any slight thing in a book seem like it's so horrible and it shouldn't be there. And ultimately, you're going to hurt your fucking kids with that shit. Like, do I agree that you should, you know, that that these teachers shouldn't be in there every fucking day going over shit about being gay and here's my pride flag and here's my dildo and I'm going to do this just to piss off the parents? Those people are assholes. Totally. Like, I, I don't remember going to school and having long class lectures about gay pride and shit. I don't care if you're gay. It doesn't bother bother me. But like, I can see where parents would be like, okay, let's, let's pump the brakes on this and let's go back to history or some other shit. Fine. I get that. I'm cool with it. But then when the other side comes back and it's, I can't believe that they had them reading this book. Have you guys heard of the picture of Dorian Gray? There's a man that's obsessed with another man in that book. And then there's suicide. Well, friend, you know where else there's suicide? Fucking Romeo and Juliet. Do you have an issue with Shakespeare? I don't know. I
0: think they did. I thought Romeo and Juliet was another problematic book was it i thought so was it
1: like i so i mean they kill themselves obviously at the end but also most of shakespeare's stuff if i'm not mistaken most of his plays feature uh like ladies and drag and the plays used to be people in drag so like do we stop shakespeare now like like people are so beyond fucked up it's just it's nuts How stupid and out of control, and how so divided it is. Like, speaking of being divided, here's one for you, Jilly. You wanna go back? Because it's too mature
0: for middle school children because it has mature themes about sex.
1: Oh, fuck off. Like, come on, man. You know, then you know what? Then middle schoolers shouldn't watch Grease either. There. Grease is nothing but sex. With new pistols, plugs, and shocks, I can get off my rocks. And you know that ain't no bragging. She's a real pussy wagon, Grease Lightning. So let's not watch Grease either and don't have the fifth and sixth graders do a play. My sister at a summer camp one year when she came to visit us, Was in a, uh, a, a uh, like some little dinky version of Grease at this kind of daycare. And they didn't play the edited versions of the songs. So you'd sit there and the kids are doing Grease Lightning. And like some kids up there, like with new pistols, plugs, and shocks, I can get off my rocks. You know that ain't no bragging. She's a real pussy wagon, Grease Lightning. That would not go well today. She got friendly down in the sand. All that shit. But man, like it's, I mean, like. Here's a question for you. This is a red-letter date. I don't know if you knew that, Julie. It's a very significant day in history. Okay. It was on this day seven years ago, 2015, that Donald Trump made it official that he was going, that he was serious and he was going to run for president. Oh, boy. And I talked about this in Detroit today.
0: Sure, that went well.
1: Uh, well, it didn't go bad because it's a, it's it's one of my favorite things. And what are, what are one of my favorite things to do? What ifs. I love a what if. Yeah. And the question is... What if Donald Trump on that day said, you know what? I'm not going to run. How would the world be different today? Would people be happier? Would it be less divisive? Would it be more divisive? Probably less. Um, Oh, I I think so, too. Um, And I I think it'd be less divisive. Although there'd still be issues. Like, there'd still be people fighting with each other. But if Hillary wins or in the case, let's say he doesn't run, whoever runs against Hillary is going to lose in that situation more than likely, and uh, Hillary uh, becomes the president... I don't think you deal with a lot of the bullshit that you deal with now with, oh, my God, these people supported this guy. He's Hitler. And then it forms this 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 big time rift like I. Well, and the reason why Hillary lost and it's well documented, she lost because she thought she had no chance to lose. So she didn't really give a fuck. And she's out there calling Trump supporters deplorables. And she's saying these people are pieces of shit. And then slowly but surely they built an army and they went out and they beat the shit out of her. And, uh, and she lost and he became the president. If Trump never runs and never becomes president, I think that the, the woke shit is still a thing. And I think that cancel culture is still a thing and probably gets stronger, um, than it was in 2015 because just time did that. I think, I think social media aided in that as well. So I think you'd still kind of find yourself in a position like that, but I don't think it would be as venomous as it is. Um, the liberals who are trying to just destroy everybody and ruin everybody's lives and cancel everybody, they would be a bit happier because they'd have their person, right? And it wouldn't have had four years of, of Trump just completely f- mind-fucking them, which he did. He ruined them as, as a party and as a people. Like He destroyed them. He eviscerated them. And that's why they are where they are. Um, I don't know. I find it to be a fascinating conversation. What if? What if Trump never ran at all? You know, what if it never happened? What if Hillary won? Where would we be today? And there'd be some elements that are the same, but I think you'd have a lot of shit that would be different. And I think that it wouldn't be as, I say nasty, and that's not to defend her or the liberals because they're scummy too. A lot of them are. But I would say that there wouldn't have been the outrage that there was, and then the liberals may not have really dug deep into the, well, white people are terrible and racist, and the, if you voted for Trump, you're a piece of shit. Like, it wouldn't have gotten to that, and I don't think it would be as— tense as it is now who knows maybe blm never happens because if trump's not in office a lot of these police shootings and shit you see maybe they're not covered as much because they don't want to make hillary look bad so they just bury these type of things maybe blm never comes to be maybe you know and kaepernick started before trump was president And I think B L. What year did BLM BLM started
0: started before Trump was true, but it wouldn't maybe
1: it wouldn't have gone to the extremes that it is now. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that there would have been potentially a different universe that wouldn't be as like if you voted for this person, you're a cocksucker. If you voted for this person, you're on the right side, and that's it. Um... I don't think obviously like uh, like the like r- right wing left wing news stuff and websites and podcasts who knows how big any of them would be. Uh I don't know. But it's a fascinating discussion. Like I love what ifs. We've talked about this many times. What ifs are one of my favorite thing to do. And I what if Trump, on this day seven years ago, just said, "Yeah, fuck it, I don't want to do this, I enjoy my life, got a hot piece of ass at home, I've got money, I've got Mar-a-Lago, things are fine. This was fun, I appreciate you guys supporting me. If he would have gone Brewster's millions with it and was like, I didn't even really want to be president, I never did, so I'm sorry, and that's that. Like, what if that were the case? Um, I don't think that we would be as miserable. I don't think Biden would have ended up the president. Because right. we'd probably, I think what would have happened is, and I don't know who would have ran in 2020 for the Republicans, but I think Hillary probably would have been one term and maybe, maybe she gets beaten by a right wing purse because after four years, the right wing people would have been fed up with it. And I think there would have been a shift. I wouldn't have viewed her as a two-termer, but who knows? But it, it is interesting. And that was seven years ago, seven years ago. Today's what? The 16th. So seven years ago on the 16th of June,
0: the world was changed forever. It was.
1: And and it fucked a lot of us that don't give a shit about politics, but it forced us to choose a side and just be fucking miserable and know that if you say one thing positive about one side, that means that. You're against the other side, and you're a piece of shit and should be fine. And
0: remember, before that, I mean, Trump was hosting SNL. He was hanging out with rappers. Like, Trump was the cool guy.
1: Well, and remember, it was right around that time that we were in, because he was running at the time, and we were in Philly. I think it was in, like, November uh, or December that he hosted SNL yeah. in 2015. And that was kind of the first kind of thing where people were like, uh, I'm uncomfortable with this guy hosting because he's a racist and a bigot and all that shit. And
0: that's when it all started. And
1: that's kind of when it all went to hell, but- yeah. I mean, I look, you know this. You you and I both, I mean, I voted for Trump. Yep. I voted for Trump the second time, not the first time. I didn't vote for anybody when he ran the first time. Uh, I did vote for him the second time. And if the two choices came up again, I would still vote for him uh, that second time over Biden because I think Biden's a useless sack of shit. And I think most people think that Biden is a useless sack of shit. Like, well, you, you know what fascinates me is like, you know, I go fill up the, the Sonata the other day. The Sonata, it wasn't empty. I was shacking it. So yeah, it had about. I, f- I
0: think a lot of us are shacking it now, like
1: because yeah, you just can't you can't stomach letting it go down to empty because you know if you fill it up on empty, it's gonna cost a hundred dollars. And even though
0: you're gonna pay that same amount, just you know you're stopping at the gas station
1: more. Correct. I don't want to. You know, I'd rather put forty dollars in than eighty five. And actually, forty would be low because uh, the other day we had about a fourth of a tank left. That was about eighty something miles until empty. I put uh, I, I I put uh, like two tenth or two fourths of a tank in. So when I was done, I was at about three fourths, and that shit cost me fifty bucks. It's insane just to put, put uh, uh, two fourths, put half a tank. So like, and that's what's weird to me about the way people do this shit is like I don't know how you defend biden like basically these guys fight for all this dumb shit that ultimately like hey cool but none of us really care it doesn't impact us like yesterday i saw something where biden was like hey uh nobody's done more for lgbtq and you know shit than i have or whatever i'm like that's super. I'm happy for you. People can feel free to go flop their cocks out on the street for Pride parade. Great. You're a wonderful human. Now, for all of us, including the gays and the transgenders and the pansexuals and everybody else, what can you do to not make us put 550 a, a, a gallon in the car? How do you fix that? Because that's how you impact everybody, dickhead. And you'll like, see. Like you love to people. get up there talking about minorities, and I do more for blacks, and I do more for for the gays and the lesbians, and I do I don't like that's great. I don't give a fuck. How can you get to a point where we're not paying $5 a gallon for fucking gas, and where people have fucking, there's a tampon shortage, and there's a fucking shortage of of milk, and there's a shortage of baby formula, and all this shit, and all you can talk about is pander to the fucking gay people. Like, great, they're gay. They blow each other. It's wonderful. I have a lot of gay friends. But give me a fucking break. Tell us how you're going to impact everybody, including the gays, and make shit better, so we're not blowing all of our money on this shit. the
0: argument you'll get from most people on Twitter is like, this isn't Biden's fault. This has nothing to do with who's president. Educate yourself. Oh, fuck off. So they will defi- defend him, you know, like this is not his fault. No one it's not his fault. He didn't cause this. Any president in this but situation that, would have gas prices this high.
1: Well, I last time I checked, it wasn't that long ago that we were paying like two dollars a gallon. When we would see two eighty at the gas station, we would go, Holy shit, they're gouging. Yep. Now you drive by and it's five fifty. Yep. That's what impacts real fucking people. Not these rich motherfuckers that ride around in their, their, their electric cars and tell you, hey, let's go. I think everybody should just get an electric car. Well, I think you should go fuck yourself is what I think. Because I don't want your fucking electric car. And most of us aren't going to go out there and drive a fucking Tesla like you are. So tell me how I can go out and I can get some fucking gas in my car and not have to spend $75 to put half a tank in a fucking Sonata. Or groceries.
0: I mean, I used to go shopping. When i go grocery shopping at H-E-B, like I loved it. It was one of my favorite activities to do during the week. Now I don't even do like a big shopping trip like once a week because it's too much money. Like, we go to Kroger probably, like, three times a week just to pick up one thing for dinner. Like, okay, let's get this today. Let's get this today to make. Like, I used to just go to H-E-B on a Tuesday. I'd get dinner for, like, the rest of the week. Spend maybe, like, 85 bucks. I was good. Now it's like you go for three things at Kroger, you've spent about $50 somehow.
1: And now we're sitting here. Good news, guys. You're paying five fifty for a gallon of gas, and Jilly was lucky to find the last box of fucking tampons yesterday.
0: I did. I sure grabbed that last box, though.
1: Oh, see, all that. But the good news is, guys, George Washington University is no longer going to be called the Colonials because the Colonials came in and fucked up the indigenous people and took their land. Therefore, we can't accept that. Therefore, we are no longer calling them the fucking Colonials. Like, this is the shit we're concerned about. Fix like the gas. Fix all this other shit.
0: The price. I mean, even Luther, he's get these little toppers, like these little uh, blue buffalo toppers. They used to be like a dollar ninety nine. Went to Target yesterday. They were three twenty nine for each pack.
1: And oh but the good news is hey good news uh the, the the gay folks can go out and swing their dicks around at the pride parade and you can go to the fucking the cult you can feel safe george washington university is a safe space now because the team's no longer called the fucking colonials i had
0: to pay 4.99 for a bottle of heinz 57 for you
1: i'll ration that shit little drops of it on the steak you little, can't tiny find
0: one. any anywhere near as many caesar flavors as you used to for luther
1: And that's what, and like, let me go to this colonials thing for a second, right? These people are like, they're like, they're stupid. And it bothers me that I'm forced to live in the same orbit as these people and that we breathe the same air, It bothers me because these same people who would bitch that, oh, my God, it's offensive that the team's called the Colonials. Did you see what the Colonials did to the indigenous people? Well, number one, no offense to the fucking indigenous people, but maybe you should have fought a little bit better and the motherfuckers wouldn't have come over here and taken all your goddamn land. Hey, there's an idea. Fight better. Like, that's how war works, right? People come over, they try to fight you, then it's upon you to beat them, and if not, whatever. And by the way, that's not how I would urge you to do things in your everyday life, but it was what, the fucking 1700s? Nothing that happened in the 1700s is like anything that happens now. But people love to talk about the 1700s as if it was yesterday. That's number one. Number two, let's say that you're so- George Washington University is in D.C. The D.C. area is what? It's Maryland and Virginia mostly, right? That's yep. like the D.C. metro area, parts of Virginia, parts of Maryland. Those are fucking colonies. Virginia and Maryland were colonies. Therefore, if you're offended by the idea that the team uh, mascot, the team name of George Washington University is the Colonials, then you certainly have to be offended by the idea that you're living in the fucking colonies that they colonized. So there's one solution here, kids. You need to get the fuck out of Dodge and move somewhere else where you're not living on land that was stolen by a bunch of white sons of bitches. There's an idea. Leave. And also, I. you know what? I think you should feel bad about as well. You should feel bad about finding yourself in a position where you're breathing air that used to be breathed by the indigenous people. I, here's what, here would be my advice to those people because you don't, you're taking air from the indigenous people, their spirit. Hold your breath. Like suck in a bunch of it, hold it, and never release that air. It's the only answer. That is the only air. And when you do that... It'll probably go black, but still don't open your mouth or breathe through your nose. Just fade to black and everything will be okay. It's like these people don't understand. Like, how the, like, listen, I'm not some expert on 1776 or the 1800s. But I kind of have a basic concept of how shit works, and my guess is that America wasn't the only place that was fucking founded by people who came over and said, hey, fuck you, we're taking your land. It was the 1700s. It's not like there was great decorum out there. You go out there, it's a land rush. You're trying to find your own shit and make your own way. It's not really that difficult, but people talk like, oh boy, did you see? It's only, it's like these self-loathing white dickheads in this country. Get the fuck over it or leave. (laughs) Like, like if if you, if you are so appalled by signs and, and names of buildings at colleges and mascots at colleges, here's what I would urge you to do because this country is obviously never going to be good enough for you because you're a perfect human being. Just fucking leave. Go to Saudi Arabia, go to China. Go somewhere, go to Korea. There you go. Just get the fuck out. Like, I'm not one of these, hey, if you don't love it, leave it type people, because there are things that are wrong with America, and you can complain about them, sure. But if all you've got is, oh my God, this country was founded by people who came over and killed the indigenous people, and it was terrible, yeah, it's pretty fucking terrible. (laughs) I can't fucking do anything about it, and neither can you. We're here, and guess what? If those motherfuckers didn't come over there and kill the indigenous people, you wouldn't be here on your little internet today to bitch about it. So what, Troy, what would you rather not be here at all or be here in a place that, oh my God, the indigenous people were taken out by the, the uh, colonials, my fucking God, get over yourselves. Like at some point, and I say this all the time, at some point we have just got to start telling people to fuck off when they bitch about stuff, tell them to fuck off. I keep tell them waiting pound for that to happen. Sand.
0: Like I keep waiting for that to happen. We keep saying like at some point, like. The world's gonna wake up and just be like, oh, go fuck
1: yourself. One day it, it's gotta happen. I'm still <laughs> waiting. We've been saying <laughs> this for years. Somebody's gotta worse. step up. Somebody's gotta come out and say, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Like when people bitch about the name of a university, say, you know what, if, you don't, if you're if you offended by it, then just fucking leave, but get over yourself. When someone bitches about a Coke commercial, Coke needs to respond by saying, oh, hi, I'm Mr. Coca-Cola, eat a dick. That's what people need to start saying. It would be so much better if we just told whiners to fuck off when these, te- these parents go to the school and say, how dare you have my kid reading Lord of the Flies. Turn around and ask them, hey, did you ever read Lord of the Flies? Uh, no, I don't read. Then fuck you. <laughs> There's an idea. Like, I just want more people to tell dipshits to fuck off. Keep waiting for that turn, but... I I can't... Hey, get this guy off the air. Can you believe that he was making fun of Truth Social? Oh, hi, what's your name? I'm Billy. Well, hi, Billy. I'm Jonathan, the program director at uh, 105.9 The Rock. Oh, cool, Jonathan. You going to do anything? Yeah, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. And then I'm going to fuck your ugly wife in front of you for good measure. That's what we need more of. Just tell people to fuck off. Like, oh, like, you know, what, was, what does Scotty always say? Build a bridge, get over it. That's what Scotty always says. Words to live by from old Scotty Ennis. Build a bridge, get over it. But nobody can do that. They can't build a bridge and get over it. They just fucking whine. And they keep whining because they're the squeaky wheel, and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So why stop bitching? If they're going to keep doing things because you're telling them to or asking them to, then, hell, you might as well keep going and see what else you can get.
0: Well, yeah, no one's telling them no, and they haven't, and they're not going to. That's the problem. Fuck off. If you tell one person no, if someone actually does say, okay, go fuck yourself, then what happens is that one person gets a group together on the internet, organizes a rally, organizes a protest, and then before you know it, people are boycotting your company.
1: Here's what should happen. Like when this, this person complained and the whole world started complaining about that Lizzo song, And it was about how uh, it was uh, insensitive with the word spaz. Yep. She should have responded to the person with cerebral palsy and say, hey, man, I'm sorry you got cerebral palsy. Glad you like my music. But I'm going to do something that all these other pussies in the world won't do because they don't want to treat you like an equal, like a normal person. I'm going to treat you like a normal person. Person with cerebral palsy, I don't give a fuck what you think. That's what Lizzo should have said. Right there on the internet for the whole world to see.
0: Yeah, but if she would have done that, then everyone would have turned on her like, oh, she's so mean to her fans. And now like, because again, now she's being like glorified as a hero and being what's right in the music industry. And there should be more artists like Lizzo who are willing to listen and learn.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. Lizzo should have told that person with cerebral palsy to fuck off.
0: Then she would have ended her career.
1: Don't care. It would have been worth it. It would have been powerful. She should have said, you know what, kid? I'm sorry that you got CP. I'll do whatever I can to help you, but I'm not going to change the song I wrote because you're offended by some word that I didn't even know was offensive. So, cerebral palsy kid, fuck you. Well,
0: Twitch knew it was offensive. It banned it in the chat yesterday
1: because Twitch is for pussies. Um, God, there's there's just so much. Um, we were watching the uh, the program that uh, I really enjoy, the one about the kids with autism that go out on dates and well, stuff. You say kids. Well, I mean, something there in there. I mean. Okay, sorry, they're adults. I mean, they're, some of them are adults. I don't know why I keep saying kids. Well, some of them are in their early twenties, so they're relatively young, I guess. But they're all um, they're all going out on dates and stuff. So what I did yesterday, because there's a lot of stories you read about this, and they're like, well, it's kind of offensive that they continue to do this. It's very, it's kind of offensive, and I think they're exploiting. It's exploitive, is what this is, and I think it must stop. Uh, so I uh, I reached out to Emily, my sister, whose son Trip is uh, autistic. I said, Emily, do you watch Love on the Spectrum? She says, yeah, I watched the UK version. It's so good. I go, well, it's all I need to know. I don't feel bad. Now, not only does she have a autistic son, yep. she also now works with autistic kids.
0: She's like a, a teaching assistant. And she's, yep. I think, getting her full-on teaching degree so she can continue to teach autistic kids. Yeah. So if there was anyone who would be offended or felt that these people were being exploited, you would think it would be Emily.
1: But as it turns out... That's not the case. She thinks it's cute. So, therefore, that's all I need to do is I need to go to my sister and say, is this offensive? Nope. Well, good. I'll talk to you in another four months. Um, But, yeah. Oh, one more thing before. Well, remember, we-
0: too, there was a good thing while we were on the autism thing. Remember, there was also a movement of people saying that the puzzle piece, which is kind of like the now universal sign for autism, yep. that that was offensive.
1: Why is it offensive? I
0: forget now.
1: Because people, people are, are really dipshits. angry
0: about it. I'm gonna see if I can
1: find Whatever. It, whatever. They, these people are dopes. But while you're finding that, I forgot to tell you guys this. This should have been the lead of the whole thing. So, my dad is bringing Lee Greenwood to Poplar Bluff, Missouri to oh, do a yeah. show in October, November.
0: Did you text John Cassio?
1: I did. He's very excited. And he says, Well, I'll tell you, well, I'll give you his answer after I tell you who else is gonna be there. So, one of the opening acts for this is going to be Cowboy Ralph Ennis. Mm. That's right, guys. Cowboy Ralph Ennis is going to be opening for LG in Poplar Bluff, Missouri at a Holiday Inn. Bang. So one guy's on the rise. That's Cowboy Ralph. One guy must be on the massive decline. That's Lee Greenwood, who's playing at a a Holiday Inn. And it says ballroom of the Holiday Inn. It's like a low-ceilinged conference center, conference room, if you will. But, yep, so uh, Cowboy Ralph, we should just get a whole group of people together and just go. Like, all right, M.W. Soulgrove, get your gun and your Confederate flag. We're going to We're Poplar going to Poplar Bluff. Bluff, baby. We're going to see Lee Greenwood. I bet you if we had some people, they'd say, hey, you want to drive to Poplar Bluff to go see this show? They'd be like, yep, well, tell that's, us when.
0: That's a hell of a drive from Texas, though. Poplar Bluff is not the easiest place to get to.
1: Well, it's actually, from Texas, it's tougher because you'd have to drive to Baton Rouge and then up. That's pretty much like the route to take. If you are in Baton Rouge, it's like a seven-hour drive, which is not short, but, I mean, it's not terrible. But I guarantee you there are people that are going to hear this and go, I'll be there. Just make sure I get tickets, and it'll be Lee Greenwood and Cowboy Ralph Ennis. I almost feel like we need to go, one, to get a picture with Lee Greenwood, two, to question Lee Greenwood why he'd ever sing about Canada. He
0: doesn't need to perform that song.
1: And three... Um, we, uh, I, I, haven't seen Cowboy Ralph in a while and he's old. He's like in his eighties now. So, so I is, feel is like Cassio I should see coming? him
0: coming. Is he going to fly into St. Louis and make the drive, Or
1: That's actually a good idea. I should tell him like, listen, John, if you can get on a bird, get to St. Louis, it's a very easy drive from St. Louis, like two and a half hours. If that come to town and we will go see Lee Greenwood. This is his chance. You he's can not wanting. just see him. you will be hanging out with him. You'll get his digits. He'll be a regular on all your little podcasts and shit. Yeah. Be pretty lit.
0: That was the first person I thought of when I saw that flyer. Like, oh, boy.
1: I'm in. Fuck it. All right, then. Well, on that note, who do I need to tell them about?
0: Craftology by Christy.
1: I'm still waiting to hear. I guess Christy is really uh, cooking up a nice shirt for us. I haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, But um, Christy from Craftology by Christy is working on the live your life, love your dog, drink a beer. Maybe I should be like Bobby Bones and write a kid's book. Maybe. And the book will just be called live your life, love your dog, drink a beer. It doesn't seem like it'd be a kid's book, but we'd make it a kid's book. But anyway, um, yeah, she's working on that shirt. She's got a really nice little store there, a nice Etsy store with really cool stuff, like some little Texas stuff, cool shirts. Uh, so if you're looking for a gift for somebody, Craftology by Christy, that's what you should check out, Craftology by Christy. And uh, you should be good there. And uh, you can give her a follow on the gram. Go check out the Etsy store and uh, find something cool there. Make a purchase. It'll help her out. Good little small business. Of course, her husband is Richard from Metro Ready Mix. So uh, go, f- uh, go find her. And uh, I'll, I'll check in with her and see what the status of our shirts is uh, because she'll, I mean, she'll have them ready to go. And you guys can snatch them up. There'll be a limited edition Josh Ennis Show t-shirt that you can only get at Craftology by Christie. So make sure you check them out. Give her a follow on the gram. There you go.
0: Your boy, uh, Sammy Hagar, is uh, the new guest on the latest episode of the Bill Maher podcast.
1: I I will listen to that.
0: Yep, it's on YouTube as well. It's an hour. So if you want to watch that now that we have nothing else to do.
1: I will be going to watch that right now.
0: Club Random with Bill Maher, this week's guest, Sammy Hagar.
1: Sounds good. All right, we're getting out of here. We'll see you guys later.